Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome to Double Take with John and Alex Safey. I'm Alex. I'm here with my brother, John. John, what's up? What's going on? We're back. It's been far too long. Final season is over and we're at winter break right now. Finally. John, John, I know you were, you were focusing on your finals today. You had two exams for a while. I, I finished my last essay, turned it in at the buzzer, of course, last minute. Yeah. And, and we have been... Uh, we can think about the better finals, the NBA finals. That's right. right. We, we've, been, we've been really, really looking forward to finally doing our NBA preview. So, of course, we brought on our – of course, he's our college basketball and NBA draft expert. <laughs> but, of course, he, he can talk about it all. So, we brought back the one, the only, Eli Jidomalui. Eli, what's going on, bro? What's going on, guys? I'm glad to be back. Thank you guys for having me again. Congratulations on finishing up your finals. And uh, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to get into it. Let's Love do that. it. Love it. So before we get into this first topic today, I will, let me run through some of the things we're going to talk about. This is our full NBA preview, NBA season preview 2020 to 2021. We're going to talk about who won the offseason, the free agent moves, the trades, maybe draft moves that happened. Um, then we're going to talk about who are the surprise sleepers, teams to look out for this year that will overperform. And then, of course, which teams do we think will underperform this season? Then we got to get into our NBA Finals picks. I know we made those actually, John, in our last episode after the last game of this year's NBA Finals, but maybe it's changed since the offseason. Then we're going to talk about the East playoff race, the West playoff race, and who will win the M- NBA MVP this year. But first, the, the issue that the, the most important topic that we've all been talking about a lot, especially in our group chat with, with our friend Eli, um, is... Should the Miami Heat trade for James Harden today? There was a report, a report according to the Sun Sentinel, that Miami is no longer engaged with Houston on a potential Harden deal. Eli, my first question to you: Is that true? I know you have, I know you have some inside sources. Is that true? And number two, should the Heat still pursue Harden? Okay, this, we're getting to the time of year, the two times, the uh, three times of the year where. Nobody should believe anything. <laughs> or the day or two before the draft, a week or so before the regular season, and about two days before the trade deadline. Nothing you hear matters. <laughs> it's all specul. It's all people, you know, throwing things out to make a point, to lower the price, to higher the price. Everything's got an agenda. Um, I don't. I think that there is zero percent chance that the Heat are totally out. And any and that goes for anybody that would have said it. Do I think he's going to end up on Miami? We'll get there in a second. Like, I don't know. Whether he does or doesn't, doesn't matter to the context of this question yeah, based yeah. on this report. There is no way that Pat Riley, you know, was on the phone, you know, with Tillman Fertitta and, and the, you know, the GM, Raphael Stone, and was like, you know what, guys, like, don't call me again. I'm done. <laughs> like, literally no way. Yeah. Right? So I'm I, I, I think that it's not. Wait, let me be devil's advocate. What if, okay. what if Raphael Stone is saying – I need Hero, I need Robinson, I need Kendrick Nunn, uh, I, need, I need like three first-round picks. Maybe he was asking for Precious too. Maybe So let's say he was just asking for way, way too much. Then, then what do you think? You think Riley's just – you think there's a chance that Riley would say no at that point or no? So I think there's a difference between saying no and being no longer engaged. Of course Riley said no. You know, that's how, that's how any kind of negotiations work. The first time that he called – Raphael Stone probably asked for everything and 
Pat Riley probably said, we'll give you like Andre Iguodala and like a 2020 second, like 2022 second round. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's how negotiating works. And yeah. then eventually you go, you go, you go, and you meet in the middle if a deal ends up working out. So of course Riley said no. And of course Raphael Stone said no and Tillman Fritzetta and you know all those other guys. Like of course they've been saying no, but to say we're no longer engaged to me means like we're no longer calling you, we're no longer accepting calls from you, and we're so far apart that like there's literally no point. And I don't yeah. think that, that I don't think that that's really possible for any of these teams that are even remotely being talked about. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Okay, so since we've talked about this before, I know me and Eli are farther on, on each side of the spectrum for the question of should Miami go for hard and John, let's start with you then. What do you think Miami should do? What do you think overall about the whole situation? All right, yeah. So there's a few things about this. First, I want to get on my soapbox really quick and just completely destroy James Harden for what he's doing. It's disgusting <laughs> what he's doing to the sport of basketball, to the city of Houston, to that organization, to the players on his team, to the guys who have how have like PJ Tucker, who've been there through it with the trenches with him all these seasons, and now you just leave him out to dry like that. Horrible look. You should at least show up. And I think eventually that is why he did report finally for the preseason because they told him, listen, you want to get traded? Well, these teams, Miami's calling and they want to see what you look like on the court. And I'm glad that we did see that because he looks horrible. He's, he looks just fat. Obviously, everyone saw that picture that was on Reddit and Twitter and whatever. He looked fat. He's out of shape. You know, defense is horrible, obviously. It's the preseason. We're not going to judge him there because, you know, we, that's where we judge him the most. He's not trying. Playoffs. He's not trying. He isn't. But to answer your question now, I'm getting off my soapbox. Should the Miami Heat trade Tyler Hero, you know, our 20-year-old stud, he's not even 21 yet, for a 31, right? Harden's up at 31 right now. For a 31-year-old aging MVP, if it's straight up, the answer has to be yes. because. We're trying, to clo- we're trying to take advantage of Jimmy Butler's window right now. We know that we're, we could have 15 years of hero and bam, but guess what? The league and the talent is just going up and up and up. They're going to be going up against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown every year. And, you know, the Raptors are always going to throw together a nice core of dudes with Siakam, of course, now. If he can come back and be the guy that he was before the bubble. Um, and, of course, it's just always good organization. Trey Young and the Hawks are coming up. Uh, Simmons and Embiid in the Sixers. I don't think the Nets are around. Will be around for as long. And out West, you got stars. You got Jamal yeah. Murray and Joe and Jokic. So there's a lot right. of young duos. And you know Anthony Davis will be on the Lakers even after LeBron retires. So you haven't even mentioned Milwaukee yet. They got yeah. And I haven't even talked about Giannis. So the the thing is, you have to go all in now. This team was a couple injuries away from perhaps winning the title. So I think this year running it back again and hoping that Casey Okpala is going to, you know, end up being, a, you know, the finals MVP or whatever. Like, we know that we weren't good enough <laughs> to get over the hump. <laughs> Don't we sleep, enough, or He could be. But we know we're not, as we are constructed, we're not good enough to get over the hump. But we know that we're very close. We know we're capable of. We knocked off Milwaukee. We knocked off Boston. We, it, we took the Lakers to six games. Um, we know how good we are. Harden puts us over the top. And I just want to make sure that he's healthy, he's in the right mindset, and he won't butt heads with anyone. So that's my response. Do we do it for Hero? We have to do it. Eli, your thoughts? I agree. Uh, Well, okay. I agree with the last part you said. I think, and I guess this is at this point somewhat controversial, I don't think Harden needs to be trashed as much as you do. He does. He's not done everything right. 
Not even close. I mean, the strip but, club. Using the strip club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, forget just two seconds soapbox, not basketball related. Like, that's beyond basketball. Okay. Like, we're in a global <laughs> pandemic. Get out of the strip club. A week, a, week, a week before you're supposed to be, you know, at work, essentially. Yeah. Like, I, I work too. Like, I'm not going out to the club right now and then working with the kids I work with. Like, just not the time and place. <laughs> I don't care what you do normally. Go ahead. Whatever. Go to strip club all you want. Right. But so, <laughs> Be safe, everybody. But like beyond that, which is not basketball related, um, has he done? Has he been perfect? Not a chance. Not even close. Right? Has he done anything that's that much worse than almost any other superstar that's ever asked out? Probably not. And 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 again, I, like it's all gonna be you know bits and pieces. Like yeah, you might think so, I might not. Like yeah. it's all subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Like. What's that different than what he did than Anthony Davis? In my like, for example, right? But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Um, I think the biggest people to blame are the Rockets, and it always has been, because and I, and it also depends on what you believe in what's being leaked out and what's being told to the media and you know whatever about James being a bad teammate or about the Rockets letting him go to Vegas on off days. Like, depends on what you believe and who's talking where and you know whatever. But from all accounts that we've heard, is like. The Rockets gave him everything he wanted. They spoiled him. And now that things aren't going well, they expect him to be like the goody two shoes. Like that's not going to happen. Like whose fault is that? It's both, right? Like at the end of the day, I think it's both. And by nature of it being both, to go on a massive soapbox about how James Harden's a disgrace to basketball. I love you, John, but a little too far in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my Um, God. You know, this um, could be a whole episode of me. Yes, it could. So now moving on from that, just defending James Harden, even just ever so slightly. Um, but to back to the Miami question, should Miami trade Tyler Hero for James Harden? I love Tyler Hero a lot. I'm literally wearing, on the YouTube guys can see, my favorite shirt ever, the Tyler Hero snarl from the finals game. Like, I love Tyler Hero. But guys, are we kidding me? This is t- like. Tyler Hero is awesome. He is 20 years old. He's improving. He was he showed out on the biggest stage. X, Y, and Z, all of these things. Do you guys know who James Harden is? Do I have to go through his accolades? I don't he's think on I do. Wrong I side to. of 30. That's what he is. Yeah, he's on the wrong side of 30, but he's not 40. He can still play <laughs> basketball. He was he was like the third MVP last year, I think. I think he finished third, third or fourth, something like that. Like by himself, with nobody around him, he's a six seed, right? You throw Jimmy, you throw Jimmy Butler and Bam around him. You throw some heat culture. You know, we love to say that. You throw like the shootings. I, I, I don't think that he'd do it for Duncan at the end of the day. I think he's I the agree. one like he's like the final like the cut line, um, because of the shooting that we're gonna need around Bam Butler and then um, uh, Harden. Know, James Harden with the basketball. Um, so that's where I would draw the line. Um, like this is James Harden. Like, there, is there any better trio, honestly, in the, like, okay, maybe the, the Warriors, probably, but besides the Warriors, what was the better trio ever? I, I would take this trio, I mean, LeBron wow. is, it's tough, because LeBron is like LeBron, I 100, yeah. 100% get that, but all three of these guys, and I love Bosh, I, my friends know, you know, shout out Dave and Pete and Bilal, the guys I argue with all the time, like, Chris Bosh is a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it, right? Chris oh, Bosh yeah. is awesome. Chris Bosh is worse than any of these five other guys that we're listing now. So, like, is it right up there? It's just, it's right up there. James Harden is that good. Like, I don't even think it's a question. Who's saying greatest trio, like, ever? 
No, no, okay. I mean, like in the last like fifteen. I mean, like you would go back to like the eighties and have like McHale and and you know the the, the Larry Bird ones. Like, given the the saturation of the league, now, I know what you're saying though. But you it, it maybe I'm being be a little fun. hyperbolic, but this is an unbelievable, you know, trio, right? Definitely. All right, let, let me, especially let me, right now. What trio is better right now? Like, let me respond. Let me respond, Eli. So, I think the difference between kind of what I how I see things and you see things is. You just you're, you're you would definitely try to maximize this Jimmy Butler window at like pretty much at all costs, really. If Ta- Tyler Hero's probably, I mean, he's not our most valuable asset. It's probably Bam, and then maybe maybe Jimmy because Jimmy's still better than Tyler right now. But as far as like Tyler Hero is, he's like our Amazon stock. I'm not trying to sell our Amazon stock to maybe have a chance. Like in my opinion, I think I think getting James Harden probably if if we don't make the finals and we, if we trade for James Harden, we don't make the finals. That'd be a failure. So yeah, we'd probably be favored to go to the finals. But even then, like I don't think that we're winning. So what I do, I really want to like John, as you said earlier, fifteen years of hero and Bam. I think Bam is going to be the best uh, center in the league within five years. And him and him and Jokic, him and Jokic, yeah. five years right around the end of Jokic is probably prime. So I get it. But him and Jokic, we'll and I think, I and I think Bam is more versatile because he's better on defense too, and he's more athletic. So. And, yeah. Bam, dude, Bam is still so young. Is he even 24 yet? I think he's still 23. So he's so yeah. young. Tyler's 20. He's 20. And he just had I, – I, I already – I said this to you guys in the group chat. I said, does, does Tyler Hero already have more signature playoff moments than, than James Harden? I mean, he dropped 37 against Boston. He had a, he had a ton of huge shots against Milwaukee when we, when we did our gentleman sweep. And I think of Harden's moments, I think – uh well he got benched in game six of the 2015 semifinals. That's just because, that, that, that's just because <laughs> the microscope is on him so much more. I love Tyler Hero. He was horrible in the entire finals. The okay, okay. He's also and I get it. And I, we no, 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 listen, about, listen. We want to think this about not James me. Harden's first finals too. We can do that. No, you know? I know, I know. But this isn't me just like trashing Tyler Hero. You know that's the last thing I, yes, I would yeah. ever do. So 20 what, years what I'm old. saying is, I know, I know, I know. I get it. But what I'm saying is like, the when the microscope is on. You're gonna remember those moments more. James Harden has still been really good, and I will say I can't remember quick, any of the good ones. Tell me what, what was a good one. No, blocked, no. That's what he blocked. Who did he block at the end of the game? Alex, you are pointing to the Dort. second round series in Milwaukee. He got outplayed by Lou Dort, by the way, and then he okay, blocked. Okay, him, no, he, okay. That it was Lou Dort dropped game. thirty that night. Yeah, it was the only time he hit more than like two threes in a game. One guy can have hot shooting every once in a while, but not the point. Okay, here's my here's my big thing about Hero for Harden, okay? Or Hero just in general, because we've also had this argument where we were like, okay, who is like the worst player you would trade Tyler Hero for, right? I, I texted the guys, yeah, these yeah. two guys, the list of like the ESPN top rank, whatever, which is a horrible list, by the way. But it is terrible. It's at, <laughs> least, it's at least like generally there, like. They didn't yeah, let someone yeah. like 40 spots off, yeah. except for I think DeMar DeRozan. Him at 82 is absurd. Yeah. He's much yeah. <laughs> but like generally speaking, it's at least like a decent barometer. And like where is like the, the worst player that you would like trade him for? And I had it right about like where they had like 23, 24. It was like Siakam and Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And there was a couple guys like Ja and Zion were a little lower or whatever. Like, okay, like the rookies who aren't there yet. But generally speaking, it was like right around 23 to 24. And for Alex, it was like seven. Like, (laughs) let me ask you this. It wasn't seven. It wasn't seven. I know, I know. I'm exaggerating a little. But it was like like 11, 12. You said no to Jason Tatum. I hate Jason Tatum. I'm I'm a Celtics hater. Yeah. You telling me you wouldn't have Jason Tatum right now? Listen. Jason Tatum's 22 and he's done the same things. 
Tyler Hero's <laughs> 20 years old and he's and he's more and Tatum's 22. And all Tatum does is chuck up mid-rangers. So yeah, if you want to say I'm biased for that, I don't really care. I don't I just yeah. personally I don't I don't even I don't think Jason Tatum's that good. I think he's over it anyway. But my thing with Harden is I don't think it guarantees us a championship. So at the end of the day, what am I saying? Would I rather maybe go to like another two or maybe three finals and get if we get lucky and win one of those in the next three years? Because Harden's win was probably three years with Jimmy Butler. Or have the next 10 to 15 years of Bam and Hero, like you know, you that's you know that's what you have, and then trust the the, the organization to maybe build around them. And I, okay. I, actually, I would just, at that point, I would just do that. I just I'm not willing, and I will say I do. It's this the sentimental value of yeah. Hero. I would, I would hate after this beautiful rookie year, the best rookie yeah. season, Dwayne Wade, the best rookie season is Dwayne Wade, and then we'd have to trade him. And let's say we don't know, like let's say he turns into. Devin Booker or better than Devin Booker, and now we have to watch him the next ten years. And like, imagine the Harden thing doesn't end out, end up panicking. And that's why I'm with that you. That would Alex. suck. That would we suck. So I'm just like, all right, screw it. I don't want to risk it. Why would we risk it? We need a guarantee on the on Harden coming, buying into the culture, wanting to win, getting his body fat down, and all the other heat. He always has though. That's never yeah, been. I, yeah, enough. I trust the culture. Okay, we we so maximize James Harden. Absolutely. Final okay. point. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Eli. I have one one question after. and then a final point. One one like the just final like, point I was gonna say is everyone just say do do the heat get hardened? If not, which team gets in? But okay. go ahead. I, I have one quick point though that like someone I, I was listening to some podcast or something, and like this was kind of what like really set it over the edge to me. I love Tyler Hero, right? I'm gonna preface that. <laughs> Tyler Hero's best case scenario, right? Absolute best case scenario. Is he good enough? to be the second best player on a championship team, in your opinion? Just yes or no with maybe one sentence described. Best case? Is best case? Yeah, I'm not putting a ceiling on him. You probably think no, though, right? Okay, John, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, it, 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 if it is a best okay. case scenario, could I, could I Let's say 90% of best case, okay? Let me just rephrase <laughs> because you're right. Like, best case, you could say anybody ends up becoming it. 90, maybe, I mean, maybe he's Clint Thompson, best case, you know? I don't, I don't think so. Okay, I think Tyler Hero is awesome, and I think he's an all-star potentially, and like I can go on and on and on. But is he going to be – is Bam and Hero going to be what wins you a title in the next 10 years, those two guys, and then obviously the periphery pieces? I don't think the answer is yes. I do think that they're going to need a third guy, in which case right now it's it's Jimmy, right? And that's why I think we can win right now. But if you don't think that Tyler Hero can be the second best or best, depending on how you feel about Bam, the second best or best player on a championship team, I think it's an absolute no-brainer. You trade him for somebody who can, while you have two other guys that you can say that about. And well, you won't have that. Well, what then? What would happen if? All right, he's not. Let's say he's not the second best. What happens? Where are you going to get the second best? What, what happens when Zion wants out of New Orleans and he comes to Miami? Now we have. How are you going to get him? Hero. We have hero. He, it's a free, he's going to be a free agent. He's going to do pull LeBron, Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, but then if you're paying Bam and Tyler. And then you got to get all the the other veterans are there. Are you going to be able to have? It's 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 not it's not a guarantee to Listen, say maybe Zion leaves. You're talking about maybe Zion leaves seven years from now. Like yeah, I'm 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 half joking, but I still I don't even care if he's. Like, I think the point is this, Alex. You're favoring the fact that this the six this six yeah. five, 190 pound, 20 year old kid has all the upside in the world after how great he's looked in his first season. Eli, you're saying, I'm taking what I know for sure. I'm taking Harden right now. I think I am siding with you. But listen, I'm still going to be extremely happy if we can keep 
hero and develop him because he's got that dog in him and we know he's going to be yeah. great for the years to come. So, right, so where do you guys think, uh, where do you guys think Harden ends up? Like, I, so my, my, if I had a gun to my head, I feel like, again, like I said, it's not going to be one of the Philly Brooklyn top teams. I, I think on our last pod, I said, it's going to be like a low key Toronto sneaking in to get Kawhi type of team. So I don't know who that is. I think Miami Seems like the the choice because I think we can offer probably one of the best packages if it's Hero and Picks and Kendrick Nunn or or they're not, or getting, they're not getting Ben Simmons, so I could I yeah, and I could see I could see it being the Heat. Gun to my head, I guess I'm going with the Heat. Alex, what about you? Uh, I I think I do think I do trust the Heat, and I and I think I agree with what John said. I don't think Simmons is on the table, so I think I actually do think Pat Riley would pull the trigger, and that we'd be able to do it. We have enough picks and young pieces around Tyler here that we wouldn't have to give up Duncan Robinson. But to just be fun, I'm going to say the New York Knicks. <laughs> All right, Eli, you. I think it's Philly. I think you're both wrong. You think? You think? Well, uh, you think they do it for Simmons though? Yeah, I yeah, do. I, I think they're crazy. I like Simmons I a lot, and we're going to get into that. I do later, too. Yeah, I do too, right. and I'm going to be on your side. I already know where this is going to go. I think. Cool. And uh, I'm going to be on your side, but and one I last think, thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. The end, yeah, I think he's in Philly. One last thing. Which team should it be is a different question. I think the Milwaukee, Milwaukee whose name got thrown out there. They, they should go Shaq and Kobe, Harden and Giannis. I'm just saying that team's winning a title. You know it. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Watch. I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works for Harden. He wants to go play there. And for Buc- the Bucks and Giannis. All right. But we did spend a little more time than we even wanted to on that one. But it's important. We're all Heat fans. We're too overly emotional about talking about the Heat. But next, guys. <laughs> Back to things where we can be a little more rational. Who won the offseason? A lot of, you know, trades and moves. At the top of the list, you know, CP3, one of the biggest stars that got traded. He's in Phoenix with Devin Booker now. Our boy Jay Crowder left Heat Culture. He's with them too. They made some good moves. They're going to be on the rise. Westbrook went to the Wizards. The Lakers, you know, upgraded all their role players. They got Montrez Harrell from the Clippers. Marcus Saul, Dennis Schroeder, Wes Matthews. You know, they upgraded. They re-signed uh, Kyle Kuzma. We could talk about that too, maybe. Philly, of course, gets Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey. They got Seth Curry. They got Danny Green. They got rid of Al Horford. That's the team I'm probably going to talk about. And Milwaukee, who can ignore this? They just extended Giannis, one of the best talents we've seen in the past, probably ever, actually. You know, $228 million deal for five years, most expensive NBA contract. Who do you guys think won the offseason? Alex, I'll start with you before we get to Eli. Yeah, so I think... I think you can't even consider Milwaukee because they have to be the answer. The fact that they re-signed a guy who a lot of people, especially us, I mean, we've been talking about Giannis to Miami for a while. Um, the fact that they re-signed him and he's probably, you talk about trade value in the league right now today, he, he's, he's one or two. Maybe Luka, then him. Um, he's a back-to-back MVP. He could be the first three, three in a row MVP since Larry Bird in the 80s. Um, so I think they have to be the first option but i'm gonna actually say the my the lakers are my real pick because they're the champion and they got better how often do we say that about a champion and then they they, they really did i mean i just think they got better you not only that they that they got montrez harrell they took montrez harrell away from the clippers who i think they, their clippers are going to miss him a lot they got gasol okay well maybe we'll talk I'm about not, it. i'm not a montrez guy everything okay. else i agree montrez is the one that i don't agree but continue well so i mean i just but He's just going to be good for their bench unit. And, and as LeBron ages and LeBron's going to want to play less minutes in the regular season, who's going who's gonna to yeah. be running the offense? You got Dennis Schroeder and Montrez doing the pick and yeah. roll. Easy money. Marcus, yeah. all, top of the key, just, you know, the stream. One, 
Montreal. But now it's on Montreal. I, I wanted to ask you, Eli, though. Didn't you see a time where you thought Montrez was the guy, you know, like where he looked great? Not even two years ago on that team that took the, the you know, the, the Kevin Durant Warriors to six games in the first round. He's great for what he is. I have, a feeling, I have a feeling we're going to talk about this a little later, like the broad picture thing. But I think that there's a massive, massive difference between regular season players and playoff players. And I don't think Harrell is a playoff player. He can't shoot. He can't play defense. Where are you going to play him? Where are you going to play him even 25, 30 yeah. minutes in a playoff series? And that's why they okay. have Gasol. You're not. That's why they have Gasol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so then, Eli, do you want, who, who do you think won the offseason? So I have two teams. One of them we just talked about was the Bucks, and I agree. So we'll, we'll keep that a little shorter. I mean, at the end of the day, they re-signed Giannis. They got Drew Holiday. I think everybody's trashing the Bucks a little too much because they could have done more with, like, the Bogdan thing. And like, and now today get, we just re- announced they lost yeah, the second rounder second round pick, in 2022 be, for that. They're going to be picking 57 overall or something. <laughs> um, but – I think people, they're getting a little too much, you know, flack for like what could have been. And that's definitely true. They definitely could have done a little bit better given the circumstances. They traded a lot for Drew, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But they got Giannis, they re-signed Giannis, and they got Drew. No-brainer. Um, the other team, I think, and maybe you guys actually didn't list them, um, is Dallas. Um, I think Dallas won the offseason as well because they surrounded Luka with guys that fit better than they did before. Um, I think our boy, you know, I love him and I miss him, but Josh Richardson yes. is one Jay of my Ridge. favorites. It's like player fits of anybody in the offseason. He's not a superstar. He's not an all-star, you know, nothing like that, whatever. But, you know, a, a defensive wing that can, like, stand still and hit a three is exactly what needs to be put next to Luka. Josh Green is in the same mold. I didn't really like him. I, don't, I forget if I said that in the draft pod or not, but I didn't really like him that much. But he fits the mold, and who am I to say that the Mavericks aren't right because they've been right more often than not like you know they've just done some periphery stuff that i think just make a lot of sense for like building for like what they could be in the future um so i would say dallas and the other thing that i thought of i just think the eastern conference i think everybody in the east got better save for boston maybe mostly because of the kemba injury and we'll get we'll probably get that at some point um but Everybody else in the top six or seven either stayed the same or got better, in my opinion. So I would just say the East in general, it's been the laughing stock forever. But if you give me one to six, East versus West, I think at least it's a question now. It yeah. never has been. So uh, I would say the Eastern Conference just in general. Yeah. For Eli, I'm, I'm definitely with you. The Eastern Conference a lot better. And that's what we're going to talk about with the Raptors soon. That's why I think the Raptors are going to be worse because I think they said the same. But I also agree with you, Dallas. I mean, I loved them last year. I love Luca and just right now, probably like gun to my head, favorite non-Miami Heat player. I think he's my favorite player. He's just he's awesome to watch. Fun, just fun. That's a good guy. question. Who's oh, your guys. favorite non-Heat player? Non-Heat player, yeah. So he's up there. I, I love putting Josh Richardson because at the, me and Alex have the same argument. Um, you know, who's like the guy they need? And in my head, I was like trying to can make basically Frankenstein make this player before thinking of who it actually was. And it's exactly what you said, Eli, like a three and D guy, you know, could put next to him. It's kind of like having, putting a Clay Thompson guy next to Steph. Like, the, like Luca needed that guy next to him. And I think Richard. Obviously he's not as good as Clay, player. but like he's the like more is there. A big defensive wing can shoot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, more so than like Trey Burke. Seth Curry, awesome. I loved him. And that's why it's the other team that I'm, that I'm high on now is the Sixers. I think. Just the fact that they got Daryl Morey, where you know he is like doing his homework day in, day out, 
he's clocking in, he's putting in the hours, and he's like every possible you know trade that could come their way or good move they can make to make them a contender. He's already thought about it ten times over. So I think that's number one. Doc Rivers. People have been very critical of his coaching career after blowing three three one leads. The first coach I guess to ever do that ever. Um, <laughs> but I do think with two young guys and Bead and Simmons. He's a good guy that you want. He's been to the finals. He's been around the block. He, he knows what it takes in this league. And that's a guy replacing Brett Brown. So just from those two things alone, love it. Now you got rid of Al Horford, who like, I don't know. That was why. a terrible contract. I, terrible. I, 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 they unloaded it. I, and I hopped on this bandwagon last year, like the Sixers. And I'm kind of embarrassed about the Sixers would be like the best team just because they were so loaded. But I didn't get it. When they traded for Al Horford, the first thing I said was like, we're not traded. Was it trade? Signed no, they trade signed. Or? No, no, no. They, they signed. Oh, they signed him. They agency. Yeah, the first thing I said was like, why? one, why does he want to play next to Embiid? And two, why would the Sixers, and even Embiid, if you're checking with your stars, hey, we're going to sign Al Horford. Why is Embiid saying, why would you sign a guy who's the same exact size and similar skill set, same position, whatever? It's like, it just was a weird fit. Like, you got him to be a stretch four? Like, that's, that's not where he's maximized. So I, I think he's maximized when he's with a team like Boston, which whatever, because he's on OKC now, it doesn't matter. But it was awesome. And I know Daryl Morey, I think, told Bill Simmons it's a, you know, a few years ago on a podcast, you know, if I was just a team starting from, from scratch, that's how I would do it, was basically tell all the teams with bad contracts, hey, I'll, give me a first rounder and, or, and I'll take your bad contract. And that's what OKC is doing. And they've been like every – that was the overworked Twitter joke of the offseason was – how many draft picks the Pelicans and uh, especially oh the Thunder have had. So it's super funny. But that's why I'm with them. They also got Seth Curry, awesome shooter, looked great in the playoffs. Danny Green. I think Philly just great score to put around Ben Simmons and Embiid. Yeah, well, all those offseason moves, and now we're going to all see, see what it happens and how, how it culminates in the, in the regular season. So that being said, there's a lot of teams. Every year there's a team – that, that surprises some people. Last year was probably maybe Memphis. Memphis shocked some people. They came out and they were almost in the playoffs. And no one – I thought I thought they were going to be like the, one of the worst teams in the league last year. They surprised some people. So every year there's a surprise team. Who do you guys think are the sleeper teams for this year? Let's start with Eli. Okay. So I think that I don't necessarily see – too many, and I know that's kind of like the whole idea of a sleeper team is a team that you don't see coming. Yeah. So it's kind of like paradoxical in that way. <laughs> but like, I don't really see like a team like like in the Memphis type molds necessarily that like is like a lower level team that I think is going to be like bumped up. In fact, I think some of the ones that people are talking about, uh, like maybe like the Pelicans or the Grizzlies again, or you know, like the Hawks. So I think like are right around the bottom of the East, but like, I don't think those teams, I think I'm lower on those teams than anybody else. So the kind of way that I looked at it is like, which teams do I think are like, just going to be better than people think, regardless of where they were. And the first team that I think of, and we talked about the me and these guys have talked about it a bunch <laughs> is the Toronto Raptors. I don't understand for the life of me where all of this Raptors slander ever comes from. <laughs> Okay, they were the number two seed in the East last year, okay? And yeah, they might have overachieved a tiny bit based on, like, the talent you see on their roster, but that's the same thing that us Heat fans have been hearing for the last couple months is the talent overachieved, whatever. At what point is it the talent didn't overachieve and we're just underrating the talent? So I'll start there. They go, they're unbelievably deep. They lost Ibaka and they lost Gasol, absolutely. They they, they got Gold Baines. Huge loss. I agree, I agree, I agree. 
they got Baines, who I think I think Marcus Saul at this point is like he's really just not that good. I think the name outweighs what he actually does. Um, and that goes back to the whole Lakers. Like I think Montrez and Gasol are not. I mean, Gasol had a minimum contract is unbelievable. So that yeah. that's different. Yeah. You know, but I don't think Baines is that much worse than Gasol. I think he's a different player, but I don't think he's that much worse. And yes, you lose Ibaka. So I'm not saying they're going to be the two seed next year. We'll get to our East playoff pick soon. I don't think they're going to be a two seed. But they really didn't lose anything. They've got a bunch of young pieces besides Ibaka. They really didn't lose. They've got a bunch of young pieces that are going to only get better. They've got maybe the best coach in basketball, top three or four at least. And I I think he's right around the three, four range. Like they've been, the Raptors, They've. you know what I, I heard the other day? They've hit the over on their Vegas total six years in a row. Every single year, somebody makes up a reason why the Raptors aren't going to be as good. And six years in a row, they've still gone. Well, they're not going to do it for seven years. Maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe. But, like, if you look at this team, okay, the final point I'll make is just actually, like, now looking at the team. Like, Lowry, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Siakam, Baines. That's a phenomenal starting lineup. Every single player is an unbelievable defender. They've got... Two stars at the very least in Lowry and Siakam. I think Ananobi is going to be this year's breakout star. Like, I don't know about star, like all-star level player, but like this year's like breakout, like, oh my gosh, who is like, where did this guy come from? Yeah. Van Vliet just got paid like crazy and he's deserving of every penny. And then you get depth. Boucher, I think, is going to be a really good bench player. He's getting better every year. You know, Norman Powell. I think he's one of the favorites for sixth man of the year with, I think, the number, the amount of minutes that he's going to play. I think he's just really good. I loved Malachi Flynn in the draft. He's going to be the backup point guard. Like, they go so deep with great coaching. They've got two all-stars. I, I must be missing something. And the only thing that I know that you guys, like, the major point that I can understand is, like, you looking at Siakam and saying, like, he wasn't good in the bubble. It goes – I have a major, like – problem with that and we can get to that in a second if it fits anywhere but Siakam specifically he might he's kind of like I I I can put him kind of in that like Montrez role where I can kind of see how like as a playoff guy he might not be there yet but this is not the playoffs we're talking about the regular season does this team have the ceiling maybe of like winning a championship probably not can this team win the equivalent, I don't know what the equivalents are, whatever, of like 48 to 50 games and be a 4-5 seed. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I don't get it. Yeah, so you make a uh, – you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. You make a good argument, Eli. I think losing Ibaka and Gasol hurts a lot. Um, and I think my fear for them, my worry for them, and maybe, maybe this is um, biased because I wanted them to beat the Celtics. So I hate the Celtics. And, and Siakam let me down. Seven games in a row. Yeah, so I agree. Eight. So, no, so I, think he had one, I think he had one good game. In the Maybe he might have had one okay. okay. But anyway, so, so Siakam have the bad taste in my mouth. Um, I do think that Van Vliet, as good as he is, and I love him. I love Wichita State. I, I really, he's one of my favorite players that's not in the Miami Heat in the NBA. But I think there's almost no way that he, that he can get better because – when you're playing for a new contract, I, I, I just believe in that factor. I really do. There's that. And then if here's what I will say. If, if OG Ananobi can, can, can make a jump like you think, and that he would be a good like – he's a key. I could see him being most improved player this year. Then then fine. Then they could be a seed. Right now, I don't think the Raptors will be a sixth seed. And part of the reason is because I think that um, Indiana is actually like criminally, criminally 
underrated this season. Just on, I mean, based on things I've been reading. Indiana was the other team that I was going to talk. So about. good, I good. I'll, I'll, I I'll, I'll touch on them. Indiana last year was a four seed. Okay, so they're a top four seed in the East, and that's with Oladipo, who was prior to healthy seasons was an All Star in both of them, and over those two seasons averaged roughly twenty two five and five. So that was without that was with Oladipo playing nineteen games last year, which I honestly didn't even realize he played only nineteen games. So. So all of Deepa was out. Well, in the bubble. That doesn't count the bubble, but yeah. No, that does. No, I think it does count the bubble. That was from the reference. That was, yeah, anyway. Or I guess it doesn't, yeah. So, so anyway, 19 games. And now you go, and, and then the last time we saw them, that was with, so now all of Deepa, who didn't even want to be in the bubble. He wasn't supposed to be there at first. Yeah. He, he was not very good in the four games that he played in the playoffs against the Miami Heat when we swept them. Um, Brogdon, I thought, was their best player in that series. And yeah, for sure. Sabonis, that was without Sabonis, who Sabonis last year was their best player. The reason they were a four seed was because Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis was an all-star. And that was that's, that's something that surprised everyone. So now you have Sabonis coming back healthy. He's an all-star, and he's hungry, and he's young. You have Victor Oladipo after basically almost two years, because he was an all-star 20, would have been 2019, but then he got injured that year, so he didn't even get to play in the all-star game. So now you in have a contract year, Alex. And, oh, yeah, there you go, my contract year theory. You got Oladipo playing for a new contract. And he's trying to make a comeback from his injury. So that's two all-stars who are studs. And I think those two yep. all-stars are better than the Raptors' two all-stars. Then you have, you have Brogdon, who I think I really love. You think love those him. two are better than Lowry and Siakam? Yeah, 100%. I'll take all – no, well, assuming – if Aldebo plays like he did in the bubble, then, of course, no. But what I think Aldebo will be this year. And then that's so the thing. You're, not you're to talking mention, about half a season of Oladipo three years ago before injury. And you're going to say was, he's better than Kyle Lowry? It was not three years ago. And three years, yeah. Three years ago. Sorry, All right. I mean, we'll see. If all the people is better than Lowry this, this year, that would be funny. Anyway. I'm rooting for him, too. I think he will be. <laughs> I'm not rooting for him. But – and then you, then now you have Brogdon, who is a stud, and he's a perfect uh, a player on that team for that fit. And and TJ Warren – TJ Warren, say what you want. Maybe, you know, people – I know, Eli, you don't trust the bubble as much, and people want to talk about, oh, it's an empty gym, all this stuff. He 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 dropped. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a Warren believer. Enough. Yeah, and enough. I, I mean, he not an all star, but he's a good player. He can give you 20 points a night, yeah. I think, or maybe 18. Like he'll, he'll he's gonna be good. That's not he, even. He averaged, he averaged 19 last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's not even mentioning uh, uh, Miles Turner, who's all right. He doesn't fit them as as well. But then you have the Holiday Brothers on the bench, TJ McConnell, yeah. and they have. I really liked their coach last year, Nate McMillan. Now they have the assistant coach of the Raptors, who has said Nate he's Bjorkman. gonna. They're gonna play. Uh, faster and shoot more threes. Yeah. And that was last year. I, I just read this today, like on the ring or something. They were one of the slowest like paced teams. Yeah. yeah, they were super slow. So <laughs> if you want to, that's wanna ironic. The that, Pacers. Yeah, <laughs> jumpstart that offense. Um, I, I, so the Pacers are the, are the team that I think you know are going to. Yeah. So uh, like, yeah, I agree. With, I agree with that too. I have them both like in the same, right around the same. So, like, so I'll tie it together. I'll ahead, but same thing. I'll, I'll tie it together and then ask you this question, Eli, about the Raptors. So my thing, my pick, I, I already talked a lot about why I love the Sixers, what they did. They're, they're my first pick. My second pick is the Wizards, okay? And I think they're oh, yeah. getting overlooked. Bradley Beal, okay? So the, we get, we've had this argument before, Alex, with some of our other friends. Superstar or what? Is he a star? Whatever. He averaged 30 points in the league last year, okay? And, and you know, I love Bradley Beal. he's 26 years old, and he got snubbed from the All-Star game, and he was playing with no one else really on his team. Talking about Bradley Beal. He just got Russell Westbrook with him, okay, who was an MVP. People argue about that, you know, but we know what Russell Westbrook brings to the table. He's going to be busting his ass day in and day out. He's going to be working hard. Yep. 
And look at who their coach is, Scott Brooks, a guy who knows how to coach Russell Westbrook with a 30-point-per-game score. And on top of it, I like their role players. You know, there's – I don't even know how to say his name. Rui Hachimura. Yeah. Hachimura. Rui Hachimura. Thomas Bryant. Of course, da- Davis, Davis, Bertans. He's a sniper. He's 40-plus uh, percentage Percent. from three-point land. And they got also got Robin Lopez, who's he's just a tough guy who's going to fight down low. I like them a lot. So I think, Eli, what you have to sell me on is Alex just outlined the Indiana argument. We haven't talked about the Hawks, and I think we think they're going to have some defensive issues with Trey Young in that backcourt. You know, John Moran attacked him on defense the other night in the preseason, and that's probably, you know, what's going the season's going to look like for them. But the Hawks are definitely in there because they upgraded this offseason. So why are the Raptors, if the rest of the league got better, or I'm sorry, the rest of the East, you even said that, Eli, you know, obviously the yeah. Nets and the Sixers and the Celtics are still there. And the Heat got better. The, the, the Bucks should be better. All those teams are up there. Why are you saying the Raptors will still be there? Or why are they like at least head and neck above the Pacers, the Wizards, the Hawks? Because I think they're in the same group with those teams. Name me at least two good defensive players on either of those rosters, the Hawks or the Wizards. The Hawks maybe have a couple, but – can you name two good defensive players on the Wizards? I mean, Westbrook I and Thomas Bryant. Yeah. West- Westbrook, Rose Thomas Rose Bryant's a horrendous Rose. defender, and Russell Westbrook is average at best. Like, he's not that. Thomas great Bryant's just gonna—he's gonna contest in the paint. I mean, Thomas Bryant Lopez. Robert Lopez. Rolo, Rolo, don't sleep. He's gonna play ten minutes a game. Oh no, you're <laughs> sleeping. You're sleeping. The, the only good defender on the Wizards is a guy you didn't even mention as like a role player, Troy Brown, who I actually really like. He's a decent basketball player. He's the only good defender on the entire roster. Wait, you're telling me Westbrook's not? Wait, you're telling me Westbrook's not a good defender? He's he's, he's good to he, he's five. He's out of ten. He's a five or a six. Okay, is that like average? Okay, fine. Is, is that? Mm. Yeah, is that what you're is. And this is also now you're talking about Westbrook being the second best defender on the team as a five or a six. That Listen, team I is gonna be they're gonna outscore. That team everyone. is gonna be that team's gonna be exciting. They're gonna score a lot of points. But you know what we could have said? We said the same thing last year. They were like third or fourth in the NBA last year in offense. Come on, they got they right have Russell Westbrook last Well, let me ask you this. And let me ask, here's another question. Here's another Those question. Te- like, and again, this is a regular season thing. Like, you can't not play defense. You're, they're I mean, going to get, no, they're going to get killed. Every player, on the Raptor, every player the Raptors are going to play, every single one that steps foot on the court is going to be a plus defender. Okay, Westbrook, let me say, Westbrook and Brad Beal. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. Westbrook and Brad Beal, I think anyway you slice it, they're two top 25 players in the NBA. Yeah, I agree. 25 to 30. Tell me a team, any other team, I'm trying to think, that has two top 25 players. That's missing the playoffs? And they're missing the playoffs. Where's D'Lo? I think he's a little lower. Right? D'Lo's probably not even top twenty-five, but that, yeah, D'Lo uh, yeah. and Cat would maybe be the other. And two what's other. and what's and the in the West? And what's the biggest problem with the Timberwolves besides defense. being in the West? Yeah, it's defense. They, they can't play defense. Okay, and it's and it's the same thing here. These teams are look shiny when you look at them on paper, and you look at the roster, and you say, okay, they're pretty good. They've got all these like decent players. He's a shooter. He's a shooter. Whatever. Blah blah. blah. But when it comes down to you know, 48 minutes of basketball, who's going to defend? Literally nobody. That team's okay, going to be horrendous. De- if you had to tell me the five worst teams, defensive teams in basketball, it's those two, it's Minnesota, it's Cleveland, and it's the, probably the Knicks. Those are probably have, the five worst te- defensive teams in basketball. Have you, You're going to put those ahead of the Raptors? Come on. Have you used the Wizards in 2K21 yet? I don't have 
Let me know. Get back to me. All right. <laughs> we can move on now. Those were our teams that we think will overperform. Opposite question. Which teams do we think will underperform this season? So, okay. So a couple teams that I think are going to be worse than expected. Two that I'll just touch really quickly on, and then there's two that I kind of want to talk about. Um, I do think regular season-wise, I think and it's kind of funny as I said they were my biggest winner, but I do think Dallas is going to be a little worse than the regular season than people think because of injuries and because of like a lot of young guys, like the rook, the two rookies, Josh Green and Tyrell Terry, I think are going to play a little bit. Jalen Brunson and Dory, I mean, uh, uh, Dwight Powell are coming back from injury. Oh, yeah. so I think regular season-wise, a little bit. And then Boston, pretty much the same thing. I don't know what Kemba's going to look like when he comes back, if he does. I think losing Hayward is going to hurt, and I don't think they have any depth. But those are still – I have them both in the top four or five of their, their conferences. So a little bit, you know, whatever. The two teams that I do really want to – well, the two teams that I want to talk about, one is just kind of funny – I think Oklahoma City is going to be even worse than people think they're going to be. Wow. Wow. Like, like the best way that I could look at this is like I looked at their Vegas over-under, right? And it's 21 and a half, which if you round up to 22, that I, I did the math, that equals 25 games in an 82-game season, right? Just because that's the math that we're always yeah. In what world is that roster winning 25 games? Wait, hold on. Think- I need to look at a depth you- chart. Okay, here's here. I was listening to a podcast the other day. I forget who it was. But it was like two like big NBA minds, and they it took them about five minutes to name ten players on this team. <laughs> like, take a yeah, second, let's do it on the podcast. Can you name the, the ten players, the, the ten main players on this team? Lou Dort, bro. Lou Dort is gonna he's gonna be the most improved player this year. So actually, I'm okay. I'm, I'm betting on the, the point over. is the point is <laughs> I think they're gonna be worse. I'm telling you straight up. I don't know, like the gambling, you know. But I am smashing the under. <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely going to put money on this. Well, Maybe I like that. Extra bad. Okay, but the one thing, yeah, but the other team that like I actually think is interesting to talk about, um, that I think is going to be worse than expected, is the Pelicans. Um, I think the Pelicans are not going to be. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks they're going to be this like world beater anyway. Um, but them in like the legitimate playoff talk doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, are they, they making the playoffs? Are they, wait, are they making the playoffs? I, I, I have them. I couldn't decide when I was listing my top 10 teams, I couldn't decide between them or another team for the 10 seed. So they're 10, 11. So the, okay, I, so you did, did 10. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did. I did end up like tiebreaker. I did put them at 10, but like you ask me tomorrow and I'll tell you who my 11 team is later. And I, I think that they might've fit there. Like whatever. Like they're right there. I just don't think it fits. Like they've got a bunch of young talent. They've got a bright future. You know, they, 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 they got a new young coach. They um, you know, they're, they're, they're just getting better. Right. Like yeah. they're getting there, but I don't see the fit anywhere. What's Zion. I think Zion's best fit in the NBA is going to be as a small ball five surrounded by shooting. Wow. Other than, other than, other than, Brandon, other than Brandon Ingram, who, by the way, like had his best shooting year last year, but he hasn't been an unbelievable shooter. And I know he broke out; he won Most Improved Player. Like he, but he's the only plus shooter in the starting lineup. And then if you go to the bench, you add JJ Redick, of course, is one of the best in the NBA, no doubt. But other than that, they have no shooters. I they think- have no shooters, and they have in. And I think, and we talked about this a little bit. Like the 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 move to me that made the least sense in the entire 
offseason. Not the worst move because he's still a good player. I can't believe Mason Plumlee got $100 bajillion. From <laughs> I was about to say that. The That's the worst one. But the one that made the least sense to me is Steven Adams. It like If I had to pick the number one NBA basketball player that makes the least sense next to Zion, I will sculpt him like like out of nowhere, and it looks exactly <laughs> like Stephen Adams. And they gave up a first round. I know they have a billion, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But they gave up a first round pick and extended him, which means I didn't get the extension. They, they, yeah, and what that shows me is they believe they, in it. They believe in him and they want to play him. So it's not like you can just say like, oh, they they signed him. He's a veteran president, defensive guy, whatever. It shows me that they're going to want to play him at the five and Zion at the four. And it just, it doesn't make any sense. So you don't believe Zion's a stretch four then? Like, I mean, he I, can play that role. Four. I, I think he needs to play next to a shooter. Like, you, you want to okay. put him at the four? You, you want, want the to put ball in his hands. Yeah, you want the ball. Like, go ahead. Like, go ahead. Like, well, I was going like, to no, 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 no. Ball in his hands. I'm talking more of a Giannis. Te- like, I think that I agree with you because – because Adams where, can't where, shoot. Where do you think? Where do you think Giannis fits best? I think well, the Bucks. I think the Bucks' best lineup is Giannis at the five. The I agree, but Zion so is that the they five, don't have another though. wing. He's the, he's like the Shaquille O'Neal with mixed with LeBron as a five, and I think Zion's the same thing, and that's yeah. why I think Brooke Lopez. If you really think about it in the, the basketball, you know, context, whatever, he's really a, a stretch four. Yeah, because yeah. Zion, I mean, Jan's is the one down low, you know, banging, posting up, whatever, driving past yeah. guys. I think you got to do the same blueprint with Zion. That's why I'm with you. Adams clogs up the paint a little bit too much. I just don't think it's as I don't. I think it's worse if they don't have other shooters. If Lonzo and and you know Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram were all knockdown shooters, I'm okay with Zion and Stephen Adams. I guess maybe and they have, and they have Redick I still too. Think that's wrong. But but the other thing too is like who's a great defender. Like, I don't like Brandon Ingram was horrible on defense last year. And he was, you know, this Bradley Beal syndrome, maybe like he had to carry the offense. Zion was hurt, you know, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah, like, I get bad. it. He, he might be a little bit better, but he was horrible, worse than he was even on the Lakers. Lonzo is good, but he's nothing special. Eric Bledsoe is good, but I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. Like, I don't know what his role on that team is going to be. Drew Holiday, they're losing now, Drew. Like, I just think, like, defensively, they're not going to be that great. And offensively, they're not going to shoot. And then the final thing that I think – and actually, I, I realize I misspoke. I said they have a young new coach. I, yeah. I got them mixed up for a second. It's the opposite. I think Stan Van Gundy, their coach, is a great coach. But one thing that Stan has never done is he's always, always, always one of the – and we can know this from the Heat back in the day. He's always one of the slowest teams in basketball. And when the Pelicans want, went on their, like, ridiculous run, right before the bubble, right? That like 20 games when Zion came back, they were like number one or two or three or something like that in like pace. They were unbelievably fast, but they, and they were horrible in the half court. The thing is, is they just absolutely blitzed everybody when they ran. But now you have Van Gundy, who's never been fast. He's never had a top 10 fast, like a paced offense in his career. Never won. He was 11th once in Orlando. Um, I heard that stat the other day. So he's never been a top <laughs> 10 like, speed offense. And then now you're putting um, Steven Adams yeah. as your like, main big man to not help you run. And then now you're taking away the only good thing that the Pelicans really had going mm-hmm. for them over just a small 20-game sample size. 
Yeah, and they so didn't really I, add anything else to get by there other than Zion being healthy, which is going to make up for it, of course, if he did stay I, healthy. I definitely agree with all, all those points, and I think their team that their best five guys don't fit on the court. So do could I make a good? Could I make a good lineup out of their player out of their team? Because I think they have a relatively deep roster. I could yeah. make it, but that's not. Those aren't the the lineups that will be playing the most. So I agree. I, I don't have them in the playoffs. I have them at the nine seed. Um, the West yeah. is just too deep. Also, but I yeah. I do think Zion's going to take a leap this year. Um, do we want to move on yeah. or do you want to keep going with this one, John? One quick one. I, I think I might have said on our last episode. I'm not – I'm just curious how good will Steph Curry be without his Robin, you know, without Klay Thompson there. So that, yeah. that's my team that I'm throwing out there. I wouldn't be stunned if the Warriors missed the playoffs. The same way, you know, the West is very deep. The Pelicans not making it. We all think Zion is the next LeBron, whatever. You know, they could, they could definitely miss it. Um, the same way I'm saying, I don't know how good Steph Curry is going to be without, you know, last time we saw him, he was a super team warriors with Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond and all them. So we'll see what they look like. Yeah. And then I guess a third team that's going to be gunning for that eight seed, the Memphis Grizzlies. Also, they're, they're going to be missing Jaron Jackson Jr. for I don't know how long because he tore his ACL in the bubble. So that's also another team that people might expect to take a leap, but maybe they won't be able to. So that eight seed should be very interesting how that how that plays out. But let's, guys, let's get into the, the, you know, the most important question of the whole episode, potentially in the whole season. Who do we think is making the NBA Finals and who's going to win? So I want to hear, why don't we each just run through maybe the top, uh, the, what will the conference finals be in each, in each conference, and then who's going who's gonna to win um, the finals. Let's start with our guest, Eli. Okay, so I think, I mean, okay, so I'll start with the East. Um, I think that to me, it comes down to three teams. I'm not as much of a believer in as John is in Philly. I think Boston is going to take a step back at least until, you know, they get Kemba healthy and, you know, whatever. So I don't think they're in it. So I think it comes down to Miami, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. Um, and maybe it's the Homer in me, but I'm going to say it's Miami is one of them. And then I think it's going to be Brooklyn. Um, I am, I am, I am bought in. I am all in. I, I think Brooklyn has the depth. Because he's from Jersey. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, did up, I did grow up like as like my second favorite team was the Nets because my dad and I would just watch, you know, Yes Network, which is like the local network, and just yeah. watch, you know, Nets games all the time. The, you know, the Kerry Kittles of the world back in like the 05, 06 years. You're old. Um, yeah, I am old. <laughs> um, so maybe a little bit. But, but no, I mean, I, I, Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving, they've got depth everywhere. They are going to be really bad defensively. I agree. And I definitely you know, think that that's something that they need to work on. But here's why I think Brooklyn is going to be, at the end of the day, like one of the last, let's call it four, conservatively speaking, with this argument on teams. And I, think there's, I think they are going to make a move. They've been talked about with Harden. I don't see that one happening. Now that we start seeing all the other trade possibilities, I don't think they're, they're, um, you know, their package is going to live up to that. But I think what this team is really missing is a defensive, like three, four wing hybrid kind of guy. And I don't know who that is on the top of my head. You know, if I really thought about it, maybe I could give you one. I know one of my buddies, a big Nets fan, shout out Bilal. Uh, he's talking about Aaron Gordon, maybe, you know, um, maybe even PJ Tucker. If like, stuff. you know, not in a hardened trade, but a separate deal. What about Torian like Prince? He's not good enough. Yeah, sure. Hey, he, wait, he's actually, he's actually like a 39% point shooter. Yeah, I mean, Torian Prince is fine, but yeah. you're not making the finals because you have Torian Prince. Um, Jay Crowder. So I, I do think, 
I do think, I mean, yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, but that's why I think like if this current Brooklyn roster, I think is good enough, but what the roster I think definitely could look like, I think is more than good enough. And that's why I would pick Brooklyn as one of the teams. And then oh. Miami would be the other. Um, and I'm going to be the homer and say whatever. Yeah, I think Miami is going to make the finals. And then in the West, um, I mean, I don't see how anybody at this point could go against the Lakers. Um, I want to be quite contrarian and try, kind of like say something and come up with something, but I really just can't. I mean, I think yeah. Lakers is like, it just makes sense. Um, I do think Denver is being slept on a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't think the Jeremy Grant loss is as bad as people think. Yeah, A lot of people talk about it so much. Like Jeremy Grant really wasn't that good. He just like showed up a little bit. He's a good glue um, guy. Yeah, he's fine. But like they were a couple games away last year. They're going to get some healthy guys back. Barton and Harris. Porter might make a jump. Like, you know, I don't think they're that far behind. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't think against Lakers Clippers. So my final pick is Lakers over Heat. Let's get a repeat. <laughs> Johnny boy, what is your pick? All right. I think, yeah, Eli, you're right. The East is much more fun to discuss than the West. However, I'm going to be, I'm going to switch it up. Don't, don't love the Clippers and Kawhi as a leader. You just need a more vocal leader. Is Paul George that guy? No. So who's it coming from? You know, with the Raptors, they had, uh, they had Kyle Lowry as the fiery dude and Nick Nurse, of course, we know. With the Spurs, the Spurs have Greg Popovich, you know. You can look no further than that. Is Tyron Lue going to be the guy? I mean, he's a low-key kind of guy. He he did do, of course, a great job with the Cavaliers, but he had LeBron there. So I'm not too confident in them. Who do I really like? The Mavericks. And if the, the only thing, my question mark, and the only thing that makes me sad is that they are injury-prone. If Chris Stapps... If Chris Stapps stays healthy, if Luca could stay healthy, sign me up for for you know Mavericks Lakers right now. That would be so amazing. I, just, I still think I'm they're concerned. one piece away, but yeah, but I, I'm with you. I'm just concerned about the health. But yeah, but if if I could say injury clause in there, Luca doesn't miss you know 15 games in the middle of the season where the team's gonna go seven eight or something. Then yeah, I'm gonna pick them. They're, they'll be a higher seed. They'll have home court, and I'm gonna pick the Lakers over them. In the East, I think it's interesting because – so last year, obviously, what it was, Boston-Miami. We're throwing Boston out just because we think they didn't do enough to compete with all the upgrades that the East made. And, and so Kemba's now, health. Right, and Kemba's health. So now we're keeping Milwaukee in there. We What Milwaukee looked like the last time we saw them, a team that got swept or gentlemen swept, whatever. It was a near sweep. It probably should have been it, a sweep. It was a sweep. That was a BS. For a few calls. At the end of the, right. They got swept by the Heat. Are the Heat worse this year, guys? No. Um, I think we're at least – got to be at least as good. They should be as good. So the Heat are going to be there. Brooklyn's better, and Philly's way better. So now of those four teams, who do I like defensively? I like Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Matisse Thybul. I like that team with Doc Rivers, you know, defensively good coach. And the Heat, of course. You know, losing Crowder is going to hurt, but I do think Butler and Bam, they anchor it. Um, defensively, Coach Spo, of course. If I had to pick just the two better defensively teams, I would – I think I'm looking at a Miami versus Philly series. But the, but the way – What about Milwaukee? Milwaukee's but the, the best way, of all of them defensively. But I was going to say this. But the way it breaks is interesting because if it's a one versus four matchup again and it's Miami-Milwaukee, we, we have no reason to believe Miami's not going to do what they did again unless we really think 
No, Jay Crowder was Drew Hall. Or, or you, or you just say Drew Holiday is going to be the guard they really needed. So that's the other thing. Did Drew Holiday get them over the hump that they needed to? Are they four games better? Are they not getting swept by Miami now because they got Drew Holiday? I don't know. So like, gun to my head. Brooklyn's awesome. You know, they're going to be fun. I love like Joe Harris, great glue guy, great role player, hitting threes, doing all that. Um, Steve, Kerr, uh, Steve Kerr, Steve Nash. He's going to get the ball moving. He's not going to let the ball stick in Kyrie's hands. Hopefully, you know, uh, if, you know, Kyrie doesn't implode the team like he did with the Celtics, they should be there. But obviously, defensively, we're looking at Kevin Durant as their best defender. And he's coming off of a, a bad, you know, a torn Achilles. So, so that's why, for those reasons, I'm like, all right, Milwaukee hasn't given me, re- unless Giannis and Middleton level up, which that could happen and they could maybe not get swept now. But if we're just looking at what happened, I have to stick with Miami doing what they did again last year. And I have to stick with Philly. And then we're going from there, you know, I picked Boston over Miami uh, last year uh, before the playoffs started. And again, I'm not going to pick my own team and jinx them. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Philly. I'm going to go with the LeBron versus Simmons. That's the whole, and, and AD's in there too. They're all clutch sports clients. So I'm going to go with that finals. I think it's fun. We were supposed to see LeBron versus Philly in 2018 in the conference finals. We didn't get it. So that's what I'm going to pick this year. Okay, so Alex. so the Western Conference, of course, I'm picking the Lakers to make the finals, but I do think the Clippers will finally get to the conference finals this year, um, even though I don't think they're actually that much better than last year. I think they're probably about the same, but I don't think they're going to fall apart. I think, like, I think they're a better playoff team. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, because maybe because now you have, you have uh, Sergi Baca. Oh, and by the way, guys, this happened while we were talking. They, ju- they, they extended Luke Kennard. Oh, Four years, $64 million. What the heck is that? 64? 64 is mean, $16 million a year. They, they gave him the Marcus Morris contract. What the heck? Luke Kennard is really good. And I think he's actually a really big help for them because he can be like a secondary creator, which is kind of what they needed. But $60 million is a lot. But why do they think him and Morris combine $32 million? Like $16 because a each. year. <laughs> because you want to know why? Who's their owner? Their owner, you know, has more yeah. money than... Like, because <laughs> like, it's all luxury tax. Yeah, it is. Like, at this care. point, there's literally no difference. It's monopoly. As long as he's willing right. to pay it out of pocket, there's no difference between ten and sixteen. That's the same thing with us when yeah. we signed Myers. Everyone was like, "Why'd you give him ten million? And it was like, "Because no, yeah, yeah it doesn't even matter. Anyone else? Yeah. And as long as Arison's okay with spending it, go ahead." Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, I got, I got LA. I got the Lakers. They're gonna be the one seed. The two seed will be Denver. The three seed will be the Clippers, and the four seed will be Dallas. So. Looking at that for the second round should be really fun. I think the Clippers will beat Denver in the second round. Then the Lakers will beat the Clippers in the conference finals. Looking out east, I agree with a lot of things you guys said. I'm actually not as high as, on Brooklyn as, as most people are just because they, Kyrie and Durant looked good in the, in the preseason, and like they're just going to get buckets. I know that. But I don't trust their health. They, they've never – I mean, I can't remember the last time those guys had, like, a full, healthy season. And it's just tough. They're both they're both getting older. Durant's now 32, often Achilles injury. That's, like, the worst injury to have in sports. So um, I think the – I think the and I think the Bucks are definitely going to make – like, 100% I'm going to pick a, a player as good as Giannis. I know – I think he's going to be better than last year. There's no way that he's going to fall apart again. So How gonna, could he, though? How could he get better? Tell me. So tell me what that looks like. I think – well, I think matchups. I think they're not going to run into the heat as early as they did last year. I think Drew Holiday will be actually a big help. 
And I don't think that, that Middleton can play as poorly as he did in the playoffs overall. He had that one game where he, where he beat us and he turned into Kobe. He, he, had, he had two really good games. But, but overall, like, even in a Magic series, he was not good. So I think, I think Middleton will be better. I think Giannis is going to be better. Even, even if you compare the last game that Giannis played when it was like win or go home, he was going in and dunking every time before he twisted his ankle and was out. And I was like, oh my gosh, we actually cannot stop him, even though we keep saying we, and we think we can stop him. So I think the Bucks will be in the conference finals. And I do think the Miami Heat will be similar to John. Last year, I picked Milwaukee in the finals um, against the Lakers. So this year, I'm going to pick, I'm gonna pick um, Milwaukee over Miami to reverse jinx them. And my, so Miami's actually going to make it. But anyway, Milwaukee is going to make it. And we're going to get LeBron versus, versus Giannis. And I think the Lakers are going to win it again. All right. So, so my question, yeah, I don't think I said that. Maybe, or maybe I did. But Lakers, I think that's everyone agrees there. But I guess my thing, Alex, is you're just relying on, you know, Middleton working on his game in the offseason and not having a stinker in the playoffs. And maybe Giannis gets to the mid-range. And it's actually funny. Barack Obama was on the Bill Simmons podcast, and they were asking him questions. And that's he's like, everyone says Giannis needs to get a three. Giannis doesn't need a three. He needs to get the mid-range. So, you know, I guess, Alex, what I'm saying is we have no reason. Like, we, there's no – unless we're just assuming internally that players are going to get better – Remember what that, that looked like in the bubble? And maybe no. the bubble was just too much and they didn't have their home court advantage. So that accounts for one or two games. But are they really not getting – are yes, they really so, that much better now? Giannis, Giannis will have a better playoffs than last year. Book it. It doesn't matter. He's going to have a better playoffs because he's going to be hungrier. He's going to be more desperate. So Bam Adebayo is having a worse playoffs is what you're telling no, me. No. I actually do think that Jay Crowder was – Jay Crowder was the primary defender on Giannis – the whole series, we didn't throw Bam on him. Bam was always the help guy, or maybe a, a um, you know a play switch. here or there. Would there be a switch? Which was actually a huge help. The fact that we have Bam, who can switch on. Most guys can't do that. Jay Crowder will is going to be a huge loss for the Heat. That's that's. I mean, that's now it's all, like looking at our team, like logically, I think we're going to miss Jay Crowder one unless KZ Akpala turns into like a stud. Who yeah, we need, we, we, we desperately need KZ or Precious to be ahead of schedule. Yes. So we need, there's a trade. There's a trade to make as well, though, guys. What, don't, don't so forget that. Yeah. No, so, no. So anyway. Iguodala, Crowder trade. Okay. It'll come February. Okay, yeah, so, so anyway, those guys, so we're going to miss Crowder. And I do, th- and I think I just, I'm betting on Giannis and Middleton playing better. That's one thing. And Drew Holiday, which I was talking before about having two top 25 guys for the Wizards. Drew Holiday's probably top. He's got to be at least top 40. You have three top 40 guys. Like, defensively, that's a tough team to score on. And I just just don't think – I just don't see a guy as good as Giannis not making the finals for three straight seasons when you really should. So, for me – Well, that's the thing. The whole Milwaukee thing is just really interesting. I think Milwaukee is legitimately one of the most – it feels like it's boring – but I think Milwaukee is one of the most interesting teams to watch this year. Um, and I think it's for two reasons. One is they have no depth. They have no depth yeah, yeah, at all. They really don't. Like, who, like, Maybe Giannis will play over 35 minutes this year. But that's the next point that I'm going to get at. Uh, so their starting five is, is relatively good, right? It's Drew. Yeah. It's DiVincenzo, who I'm higher on than I think some people are. I don't think he's a great shooter yet. But as a fifth guy, he's fine, whatever. Um, Middleton, Giannis, and then Brooke. That's fine. And then you've got like – Tory Craig and DJ Augustine and, and Bryn Forbes, who I actually kind of like as a shooter, oh, Bobby Portis, like whatever, right? Um, so they're not deep. My big thing, and like this is why I don't think they win this year, but I think next year is going to be really, really interesting. I think 
the, the biggest decision the Bucks needed to do was to get Giannis to come back. I agree. The second biggest decision in like what I think this franchise's history is, I think it's coming up. It's what do they do with Mike Budenholzer? I think that he is yeah, you gotta get rid of him. I think he's the biggest problem. And and I don't think that and I don't think that he necessarily cannot fix it. Like he might be able to fix it. His biggest thing is he's always been like this. This was this was his criticism in Atlanta. Is he doesn't make adjustments. And like to get like specifically like basketball nerdy is like they the Bucks did every team in the regular season, and it's why the Jazz always fail in the playoffs too. They need to do this too. You have a big time defensive center. So what you do is you play a drop scheme where essentially like the big man gets screened and then he drops to like the paint and you give the point guard a chance to maybe hit a pull-up jumper, but like you're defending the paint at all times, but you're not switching, right? And the Bucks do that just as much as anybody. It's why the Heat, the Heat used to do it with Myers Leonard. That's what like, you know, the Heat stopped doing when they stopped playing Myers Leonard because yeah. in the playoffs, you can't do that as much. You can't leave these guards open. The players are way better. The, the scheming is way better because you're, you're, you're playing four to seven games in a row rather than, you know, the second night of a back-to-back in the middle of February. Like, it's not the same, you know. So, but the Bucks never stopped doing that. The entire series, they gave us those shots. And, and that's Jimmy why they, made them pay. The Heat made a million threes in that series yeah. because they would drop down. And that's why I think Giannis is passed as a, as a stretch five, which is what I said. Right, as like a small ball five, and then have Giannis be the guy that now you can switch everything. Is Bud gonna do that? I don't know. If he does, who's that gonna be? Are you starting Tory Craig? Are you? They're not starting. Are you finishing with Tory Craig? At the four, are you saying? Are you? Yeah, yeah. Are you finishing? Bump bump down into the four. Yeah. Oh, Bob. Okay, but then who's the three? You throw Bryn. Well, Bryn Forbes is probably their best shooter off the bench. You go Forbes, Divincenzo. Uh, who's the other guy? Who am I missing? Drew, oh, Drew Middleton. That's that's honestly not a bad lineup. Okay, but now you're having Bryn Forbes close get pl- close playoff games. I wouldn't sleep that's on my him. thing. I wouldn't I, sleep on him. He's your. I forgot about worst. him until I mentioned him five minutes ago. I that's why I said, oh, I like him. He, he he's a good shooter, and and I think defensively they're not giving. I mean, it depends who they run into. You know, if you if you're playing a no, team, no, yeah. Eric Spolstra, Eric Spolstra is who you're running into. The, the road goes through Miami, guys, guys, it's the guys. The conference finals or the or the semis, guys. I don't want to say last year was not lightning in a bottle, but here's one thing I will say: is is Dragic was huge for us. Do we anticipate Dragic playing as well? No, but our twenty our twenty year old stud is going to become better as a twenty one year old. Yeah, but all right. Well, then I mean, there's still there's still some discrepancy. And Sam is better. Last, you know what I'm saying? And Butler's going to do his thing. And Casey's going to be better. And Duncan's going to be better. And we're young. We're like we're, we should not be worse than we were last year. Yeah. Like, sure. would would you guys be shocked? And I'm thinking about this now because Eli, you're just out on how how they aren't deep, but they're not going to be playing that starting five way more minutes for the whole regular season. So I don't know why everyone's thinking they're going to be the undisputed one seed. Honestly, the one seed should be the Heat. It's the regular season. They got the system. Right? I know, the regular season one seed. It should but be the Heat. They don't have to be the like, they, they can play that way in the regular season and still be fine, which is why I think in the regular season, I still think they're Well, depth, though. Fine. What about depth? No, I'm saying they, 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 they're going to have to play the guys on their bench. You know, yeah, Giannis will play the whole first and at the beginning of the second quarter, the, the, the scrubs are going to go in. And yeah, but Giannis, gonna... Giannis is just so much better than everybody else he's going to face, like, on a nightly basis, not every single night, of course. He's going to play LeBron twice, whatever. Like, the Bucks are going to be fine. I think the yeah. Bucks are locked as a one seed. They're yeah. fine, but I don't know about a one seed. 
throw some money at, throw some money in the heat for the one seed. He, I like honestly, he, I like honestly one of my other one of my other favorite bets that I'm thinking of putting on. I haven't done anything yet besides Oklahoma City on the walkie over, <laughs> which is the opposite walkie of what you're going to say. Wow, yeah. All right, well, good luck with that one. Give me the Brooklyn Nets under. Speaking of betting, though, why don't we get into MVP odds? There's a lot of good ones here. I think we're all in agreement. Luca is the favorite. That's what Vegas says because everyone – we know the voters are going to have some Giannis fatigue, and it happened with MJ the year they had to give it to, you know, Malone, and then, and then of course, MJ, you know, beat him up in, in the playoffs. And we think that's what could happen here. No one's gotten three straight since Larry Bird. Giannis is second favorite after Luca. Luca's four to one odds. Giannis is plus four twenty-five. After from just what I just my quick Google search, Steph Curry, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, um, and then down the list, and you get Damian Lillard, some of those other guys. Who do you guys like to win the MVP? And then the second question is, whose odds do you like the most? Eli, why don't you go first? Um, okay, so. Luca is the favorite, and it makes sense. Like I think, it, it it just it makes sense. So if I had to pick one, I would say Luca. But the four guys that kind of stick out to me for like my favorite odds, um, and I'll go from like most least likely to most likely. Um, I know we we might talk about this other guy in a second, but from what I hear from John, the way he talks about the Sixers, I don't think Joel Embiid is is a horrible pick. Um, he's by the way my least favorite that I'm going to mention. That's why he's lowest. Um, but by the same logic of why John believes the Sixers are so good, and even though I'm not as high on them, um, I think there is a path with more spacing around the team that Embiid just has a monster year. Um, Jokic is almost, yeah, Embiid is plus four thousand, by the way, um, just to say the odds. At least that, that I found on DraftKings. Um, Jokic is plus twenty two hundred, and I like him. Um, I think, like I said, I don't think Dallas. I mean, Denver is gonna, you know, fall back as, as much as some people might think they are. Apparently. Um, you know, the, the bubble showed how unbelievable the tandem of, of Murray and Jokic can be, you know, going forward. Um, he might have to play a little more, more minutes with, with Grant not there. Like, they don't have another big man as much. I know I like Mike Green, but whatever. So I like Jokic. Um, probably my favorite bet of them all um, is Dame at 1,500, um, plus 1,500. Um, I think Portland is going to be – could be his that, year. I think he could, you know, I mean, I, I think Portland's team fits really well around him. They kind of always have, but now with Covington, I think Covington is going to be big. He's a big switchy defender, um, big time help defender. Um, you know, Nurkic is back fully healthy. And I think Nurkic is one of the more underrated guys in the league. Um, and if we saw anything from like February onwards, all the way into the bubble until he got hurt in the, in the first round is like Dame might be able to take even another step. Um, which would be awesome. And then the fourth guy that I want to talk about that I think is kind of interesting. Um, I don't like it because of how high he is, but I'm kind of shocked that he's that high, but it's just intriguing. I think I'm a little higher than John. I think, I think it was John that was trashing the team earlier, but I really don't think Steph Curry is that crazy. Um, yeah. He's higher than I, he's higher than I thought he would be. So maybe he's my, like, he's my pick for scoring title. Yeah, no, like, what do you mean by not crazy? You think it's not crazy to have him that high to see him not, to see him win the I, like, like I think he really, really could win it because one thing that you said a little earlier. Not, and I, and don't I, you have to be? Don't you have to be a top team to win it? Yeah, I agree, and that's why like I don't love it mm. because I don't think the Warriors are going to be. I think they're going to be better than you think, um, right? And I and like I, I just think that's 
I think we're forgetting how good Steph Curry is. He's so damn good. I was watching him. I was watching him dribble in the preseason. I forgot. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, we are genuinely forgetting how good he is. We are really quick. This could be a year where, like, in 2017, like Westbrook, he they had the seven seed, but his stat line was just so crazy, and he was just so incredible to watch that you're like, you have to give it to him. And like, Harden, Harden should have won it that year. Just say Harden should have won it, but you look at all right. Let's say they have Giannis fatigue. We, 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 LeBron and Davis, we just, you know, we're, we're putting them out. We don't think they're going to win it. Let's say the Mavericks aren't as good. And maybe, maybe Dodgers, let's see if Dan, Dodgers misses like 15 games from injury, whatever. Something happens. I could see a path where Steph Curry averages 30 and they give it to him. But actually, what's probably more likely is that like Luca's just going to average a triple double and they're going to have to give it to Luca anyway. But yeah, I do see the, I do see the Steph Curry path as well. And the, okay. the, the, the final piece of that path, though, is like, I don't think the Warriors are going to be that good. I agree with you guys there. Again, I think I'm a little higher. Um, but I don't think it's like, I think their ceiling is higher than I think we yeah. give them credit for. It's probably six, five right? or six in their ceiling. Yeah. How, like, how like, I, don't, I don't think they reach their ceiling is the, pro- is the point yeah. that I'm getting at, which is why like, I don't think he ends up winning ceiling, it. Yeah. But I see the path of like a dynamic offense, a switchy defense with the side Steph, like Steph, uh, Steve Kerr is an unbelievable coach. What if Wiseman comes in and is like a legitimate NBA center, you know, like, like I see the path where it could happen. I wouldn't bet on it. And that's why I don't think it's like Steph is going to actually. They have a win. solid, they have a solid starting five. It's a talented group. Yeah. I mean like Wiggins and Oubre are good Wiggins players. Wiggins could be most if, improved if Green, if Green is back to normal, like he's really good, obviously. Like Steph is one of the five best players in the world. I just see it. And I think it'd just be interesting. Yeah, I guess uh, mine. I look at it, Luca. I love that should yeah. be the pick. You know, earlier last year, I was arguing with with, with Alex before. Yeah. Of course, he got injured and whatnot. The Mavericks fell off. Um, for that reason, I'm I'm not making that bet because because of the fact that I know he could get injured at one point in the season. <laughs> I'm not overthinking Giannis, and I think if I had to really just put gun to my head, I think Giannis does what he does one more season, yeah. and no matter who the second best player is who has that good of a season like i really do think winning matters and because the lakers are going to be the best team lebron and ad do cancel each other out that's just what happens i think fun odds harden i think that's fun he's what what? listen hear me out he's been top two in voting like or top three last year but before that top two like every year for like from like 2015 on pretty much so i think that Let's say he gets a trade to Miami, to you know the, the Sixers, to to wherever. He's and he's that guy. He's he's still an MVP dude. He's gonna get like like you said, Eli. He always gets his body in shape. He gets ready for the season. Yeah, he's screwing around in the preseason, but that's something he cares about. You know, yeah, yeah. he he knows that he's a player that's better than a in his head. He knows he's better than just a one time MVP because he thinks he should have won some more. So I think he's coming at into the season like that. If he's on the Heat, Alex. You know that if they're a top team, he could win it. And I, I just think wherever he gets his trade, it's going to matter. And um, other than that, I don't know. Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, those guys are going to be on good teams. I don't know Kevin, how Kevin well. Kevin Durant, I kind of like. Kawhi, I don't think he's going to play nearly enough to care. Yeah. Neither, I, and, and neither. Neither. Same with LeBron. So that's why going down. Durant's going to play enough with that Achilles? Yeah. I mean, I just think if he – I think he might play a little more because they're going to want to, like, build chemistry and actually play – like play together. And then I also just think Durant is going to look better in the regular season. And it's the shock factor 
It's like everybody knows Kawhi is good in his game. Not that it's like not good, but it is a little like boring. Like, like a lot of it is like story wise too. And like Kevin Durant coming back from this injury, playing a lot on this fun team, like plays a little more than expected and is really, really good. Like, why not? I don't love it for all the reasons you guys said, but I think the path is more likely than Kawhi, who's just kind of boring and isn't going to play a lot. As good as he is, it's not a knock on the player. Yeah, and Eli, I like. I also liked your picks. You know, Dame. You know, guys that are lower down there, Jokic and Murray and Mitt, Donovan Mitchell. There's a lot of guys down there. The one that I don't like, sleep on Bam. Yeah, not, don't not sleep on Bam. Take my victory lap on the whole Sixers thing. I love Ben Simmons. The odds I found were 150 to one. Eli, you said you found him like 100 to one. But yeah, on DraftKings right now, as of like right now, it's 100 to one, but still 100 to one odds. I mean, that's crazy T- to me. Like, I there's a real scenario where they're a really good regular season team, and he's the point guard. He's the guy running the show. I, and again, and everyone looks at Embiid and Simmons and the same, maybe similarly to LeBron AD that maybe they're going to cancel each other out. But I think it's more so not to say they're going to be this good, but a LeBron-Wade dynamic where I think LeBron was more so running the show, so he won those MVPs. Wade was great, but he was just his knees weren't as good. I think Embiid is more – I think for them to be as good, for, for my prediction to come true that they're going to be – they're going to reach their ceiling. I think it needs to be Simmons running the show and being awesome, near triple, uh, averaging a near triple double and playing great defense. And then Bede's just going to be – he's going to be in and out from on night to night. He might not be playing it on back-to-backs and whatnot. So that's why I like Simmons as the you know really good odds. 100 to 1, give me those odds right now. I agree. One tiny thing against Simmons, though, is I think narrative matters a lot. And I just don't – necessarily see like the the fun surprising or not surprising but just really i don't and i think one the thing that like i think is going to go against him and it kind of stinks and i don't think it should is if he doesn't develop a three-point shot there's still he's still just gonna have haters and it's not fair and it's not fair no no him him to buy no i know but if seth curry danny green tobias here if he's assisting all those three yeah don't forget about more and alex knows i'm the first one to say as good as he's at everything he needs to develop at no, least at mid-range, stupid. whatever. But no, he doesn't. He's awesome, and that I agree. I agree. I I don't think now. I don't think he. Well, a mid-range, a mid-range like pull-up game, I think, is what he really does need. So that it's not just him barreling towards the basket, as amazing as he is at that. I don't really care that much about the three-point shot, whatever. Um, but I'm just saying, in terms of like the public narrative, is like if he's not shooting, if it, if he goes through another season where he only takes like I think he took three threes last year or something, probably like a half court shot or whatever. Like I think the narrative is still always just going to be, and it's not fair. I'm playing devil's advocate. It's not fair, but I think that people are going to look at it and be like, "How good is he really?" You know, blah blah blah. Unless they're like just like a beyond dynamite, like one or two seed. Which again, I'm yeah, you are. I think so that makes be. sense for you, but that's just my my two cents. So I guess yeah, I'll say I'll pull up. I'll pull out your heartstrings a little. I'll pull out your heartstrings a little bit, Eli, and talk about another a surprise MVP that we saw in a different sport in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, <laughs> you know, that was someone where preseason everyone would have said, "Oh, the narrative, no." But then by the end of the season, the narrative was so strong that it was like, "How could Lamar not win?" Of course, he had an insane statistical season. They were fourteen and two. They were amazing. But I still think if he's the leader of that team, he's an unconventional type of player. I think if he's a leader of that team and they're a high one or two seed, I, I could see it being similar to Lamar where at the end of the year we're like, no, like everyone has the Giannis fatigue and the Harden and the LeBron fatigue. He's the new guy. Let's go for it. So maybe he's most improved player. Maybe he's not MVP, but that's my point there. Yeah, and I get what you're saying. 
with the comparison, but at the end of the day, Lamar, the, the, the thing is Ben's three is Lamar's throwing, but Ben still might not hit threes. Lamar threw for 36 touchdowns and had the highest touchdown percentage. So yeah. he did do that. And okay, that's, was, a good that's a different argument, but whatever. So yeah, I like, I like the, I the analogy there. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has been an extremely long episode, but of course, this is this is much worth it. We have to uh, get this NBA preview in. Why don't our we take preview. yeah, our juicy NBA preview? Why don't we take John two minutes? You know, we have Eli on the show. This is the second time he's been on, but it it also happens that we are Eli and I are playing against each other in fantasy this week. So let's do a little fantasy corner. Uh, I, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up because it's, it's a little it's a little bit of a bummer for me. But not yet, not yet. It gives to give people some context. Eli won our championship last year. His team is the Old Mill Grill. They won, and this year he of course shout out Zach Kimmett. <laughs> shout out Zach Kimmett. Shout out Nick Kimmett. Um, or he is the defending champ, and he was the one seed. I'm the four seed. I got into the playoffs and behind Patrick Mahomes and Dalvin Cook. But this week I had a few tough decisions with me and Eli made a midseason trade for he had um Miles Gaskin and I gave him basically the trade JK Dobbins. JK Dobbins for Miles Gaskin. That was roughly the trade. I also got Young Way Koo. That was why it was a great trade for me. Anyway, um that that, working for you? of course gets COVID. He gets COVID, so I, he couldn't have his revenge game against his former team. And I had some decisions to make. Ultimately, I did not play two guys, Melvin Gordon and Salvin Ahmed, who is, who is uh, Gaskin's backup. And they combined. They're they backups in college, too. They both went to the same school. Oh, really? I didn't know that, actually. That's sick. Washington. Um, they combined for 45 points on my bench. And now mm-hmm. we're looking at it. The only player that's left to play is Juju Smith-Schuster for Eli. And Eli's down 10 points. So I need Juju to score so- less. The fun thing that I texted in our fantasy group chat today was that if Juju tonight has five catches and 54 yards, Eli loses to Alex by 0.02 <laughs> to go to the, to the championship round next week. Oh, my goodness. So, Eli, what's your prediction for Juju tonight? Is he going to get you over whatever is it, five or ten and a half? Or I mean, point? 10.5 on the dot. I think 10 point, oh I'm down like 10.4. Six, whatever. He's yeah. going to finish tonight. Remember the number: six catches for seventy-one yards. <laughs> All right, total. Please, um, I actually forget how many points that is. I did the math this morning, and I forget. It's like thirteen or something. <laughs> but <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough to win, and I will be moving on to the championship again. And by the way, real quick, Alex, you talk about your roster decisions as if A, it means anything. First of all, that's how fantasy football is won. Second of all, if you want to play the what if game, I benched Marvin Jones who had 27 and a half. Yeah, but instead of Juju, it's over. Were you ever going to play Marvin Jones? Yeah, dude, Marvin Jones has been awesome. Over Juju? Over Juju? No, I was thinking. Yeah. I was, awesome, would you really ever play him over Juju? I was thinking between him and honestly, it was Juju. It was him, Juju, and J.K. Which two would I start? And either okay. way, I would have won no matter what if I had picked Marvin. But here's the thing: and, I benched. I benched Melvin, and Melvin's always in my. But every time I bench him, he just balls out. <laughs> yeah, I was so shocked when he benched him. But the oh one last God. thing that I want to say, just to give my own team and my general manager skills a shout out, is <laughs> you talk about your this trade as if you won. Bro, when, it mattered, when it mattered, what happened? 
I traded for a future guy, J.K. Dobbins, who just put up 15 points again. Your guy didn't play, and this kicker that you keep talking about scored one more point than the kicker you traded me. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. all right. If we add up, by the way, if we, I can't even open this can of worms, Eli, um, because for like the first three weeks that I had Young Way Koo, he outscored J.K. The first four weeks, he outscored J.K. Dobbins. So that it was a, a future deal, and I knew and it was a, And I knew it was a future deal, too, for Miles Gaskin, <laughs> and I knew I was going to get Gaskin in the playoffs. But guess what? Guess what the biggest fluke of this all is? Uh, a pandemic and the coronavirus. <laughs> and, and you can't even you can't even the, act, the you can't even act like, you, like you knew Miles Gaskin was going to get coronavirus. The same thing happened with Dobbins. Dobbins got COVID and missed the game, too. Okay, but it's not it's the playoffs. Earlier. But it's not in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the playoffs is when it counts. You slept well, on Dobbins because you didn't understand the future value. And then now I got a kicker that scored the same amount of points and a legitimate run, starting it running back. Up. And your guy's on the bench. No, I might not even have yeah. been here without Young Way Kui. So you put me in this position. Nah, you know what? That's, Juju, that's your fault. I'm I had sending, the one seed. I didn't I'm, need a kicker. I'm sending <laughs> bad Juju to Juju. <laughs> It's because yeah, you, you know what? Bias. I'm sorry, sorry, Eli. I'm usually you know against my brother, but tonight I am rooting for for Juju to. I'm rooting <laughs> for Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson to go off and to kick all those receptions away because Please. I was wrong. Because everybody hates the best. Nobody no, wants was, to see the best I win. I was one Robert Tonian fluke away from making the playoffs this year, and that's because you started Robert Tonian on that one night where he had 33 points, and then Rodgers. Forgot that he had other receivers, and he just kept throwing it to Tony. Is it a fluke, or is that exactly what general managers do? Not to mention the fact that Tony has a touchdown in five straight games. Yeah, that's crazy. Top tight end. I, so. I dropped him in my other league, and right after I dropped him, every week since he's had a t- touchdown. So oh my five five Bummer. scores in a row as my starting. Mm, insane. All right. Well, Eli, I would wish you best of luck tonight, but I'm not going to do that because I want you to lose. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thank you for for listening, Eli. This was a great time. Appreciate always. you coming on as always, man. This was awesome, and really pumped for the for the season to start. And tomorrow night, first games. That's right. Thank you guys for right. having me, and let me know whenever. And I'm more than willing to come back on. Absolutely. Maybe we're gonna yeah, have to we're gonna designate a, a special a special segment of the show. We will. When James Harden gets traded to the Heat, we'll talk about the Heat ceiling. <laughs> Bring it on. I'm ready. No ceiling, baby. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening. Have a good one as always. Go Heat. Go Heat. Go ahead.